Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Everybody, Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is Radio Show. Good to have you with us tonight. Broadcasting from live from the KDIX studios in Dickinson, North Dakota. We come across KDIX's great AM station here, a local AM station right in the heart of Dickinson. And we also uh, broadcast live on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, which is a nationwide um, um, Pentecostal um, radio station that is picking us up right now. And then also KDIX's website, which is KDIX.net. So you can be listening to us three different ways. And we're glad that you are listening. And I'm honored that you would listen. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, I love this city, great city, love the people. We've, my wife and I have lived here for over 30 years now and uh, made a lot of friends. And uh, we own a business here too. So we just have uh, met a lot of people. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to die here. I love it in Dickinson, North Dakota. Glad you're listening tonight. A lot of people that um, listen and they text me. And we've got um, a bunch of people have already texted me tonight. We've got some Lees texting. We've got um, Casey listening tonight from uh, South Art. We have Luke and Be- Becky listening tonight. 
from Dickinson here. We've got um, we've got uh, the um, brother Schuler, a pastor up in in Grafton, listening. We've got um, Carl and his wife Jeannie from Michigan listening tonight. Are they are you guys in Michigan or where are you at right now? Um, but they're listening tonight. Brother Griffith out in Great Falls, Montana, is listening. Dave and Lauren are listening in Fargo tonight. These are some friends of mine. And um, we've got um, the Willis family just tuned in. And um, we've got um, Brother Jones listening. Is that your real name, Brother Jones? Brother Jones listening from Minneapolis. We've got the Brother Johnson listening from Mesa, Arizona. Jody and her kids are up listening in Harvey, North Dakota. Uh, we've got the mayor of um, Leffer listening tonight, and uh, he's he's tuned in on the 12.30 a.m. dial. And, uh, boy, it's just crazy. My phone is going off the hook. We've got some uh, Dickies and Springers listening north of Belfield. We've got some Matherns listening tonight. We've got some Vallejos and listening in Corpus Christi, Texas. That's pretty neat. And um, let's see. So we, I think I caught up there pretty much. I haven't looked at my emails. You can text me tonight and be part of the program, 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. And uh, we've got Amanda listening. Good to have her listening tonight. We've got Chance listening tonight. Chance is one of my favorite people, one of my grandsons. We've got some Lomans listening out in Golva, some Golva Lomans, and some Belfield Lomans. So there's so many Lomans out there, that way they're going to have to start spraying for them. So we got, I better quit doing this. But anyway, text me tonight, 701-290-7862, or email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Not going to take any phone calls tonight um, because I don't have anybody in the studio here to do that. I did bring my guitar in the studio. Going to be doing some of that guitar work tonight, hopefully. And I just want to send a big shout-out and a thank you to Brother Duran from Holy Ghost Radio. Um, there is um, just a lot of people that are um, listening on Holy Ghost Radio. Thankful for that. We've got, uh, I've got my guitar. I've got some scriptures. I've got uh, mainly in the book of Acts chapter 9, Acts, Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. And... Uh, and I'm excited to, I, we had a great church service today and, um, I wished I would speak about the same thing that we spoke about in church because I was really passionate about this, but I felt going a different direction tonight on the radio. And I'm going to entitle, entitle this broadcast Insomnia. In, insomnia. Acts chapter 12 verse 1 is where we're going to start. If you got your Bible, if you're driving, don't try to read your Bible. You'll have to trust me that I'm reading it to you. But, uh, we, boy, I got a lot of people texting me tonight. New people, too. Good. I'm glad. Thank you for listening. Uh, all the new people that are listening. Acts chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of un- of unleavened bread. You know what? Before I get into this, I read that. I'd like to pray to start the broadcast out. I've got a, um, a prayer request here that I would like us to pray several things, um, not only about this virus that is, is so contagious and deadly for for many, especially those that are compromised, but also just uh, several things. But we, I do have a good friend of mine. Um, he's a pastor, Pastor David Puckett. His sister has come down with this virus somewhere. I don't know where his sister Jeannie lives. Not in North Dakota, I do not believe. But anyway, she's in very serious condition. And let, and we're going to pray for her right now. Lord Jesus, I pray for Jeannie. God, that you would touch this lady. God, we ask for your healing touch in her life. Lord, I also pray for our listening area here tonight. I know, Lord, there's Problems all over this world, but I ask you, God, to help us in this Stark County area in North Dakota that you would just touch and help us. God, I pray we come against this uh, deadly virus that's out there, Lord, and I just pray that you would help us, God, to to work and and work a healing work and a protection work, and also, Lord, that you would help people to have some peace here. Lord, I also pray for our governor in our state. I know he's in a tough position and I ask you to touch him and give him wisdom. 
God, in, in what to do. Lord, we're looking for that. We're looking for you to really help him tonight. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. All right, and I have people trying to call me. I'm not going to be able to take calls tonight, but uh, just a ton of people listening. Good to have uh, Brother Farron's listening in um, the... Uh, in in Missouri, and good to have him listening tonight. He uh, we're going to play some of his music. He he put put on an awesome CD. Bill Farron, the Captain, it's called, and I love I love that CD. So in Acts chapter twelve, let me just back up here, and it seems like I've just got a lot going on in my head. But we read the story of part of a persecution in the early church. The book of Acts, of course, is the history of the first Christian church, and. We read in this story, and I, I, I just can't spend too much time filling you in on everything, but there are some of the disciples here of Jesus that are being persecuted. Uh, one of them is um, was Peter. Now let me, let me um, read it again, Acts chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James the brother of John with the sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. And so here we read that James, who was uh, John, the disciple's brother, was one of the original 12 disciples, was was killed with a sword. Uh, as you study this, you'll find out he was beheaded with a sword in all probability. And then, because the people there, the religious leaders, were happy with that, King Herod arrested Peter too. Now, this is very interesting to me, and I, I'm just going to kind of breeze through some of this, but, but Peter knew that, that Herod had already had James killed. He knew that. You can see that by the verses I read. And so um, he knew this, uh, this, that James had been killed. In fact, it's so interesting to me because back in Matthew 20 and verse 23, uh, uh, James and John had asked to sit on the Lord's right and left hand, and the Lord said, I can't give that to you. He said, it's not mine to give to you. And uh, he said, are you willing, in verse 23 of Matthew 20, he said, "He said, are you willing to drink the same cup that I'm going to drink and be baptized with the same baptism I'm going to be baptized with, which Jesus meant, are you willing to die for this? <clears throat> and they said, we are. Well, in verse 23, Jesus said, you shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. And so Jesus told these two that, yes, um, you're going to get your wish. Now, that's interesting to me, but James was killed. He was beheaded with a sword because of his faith. Oh, there's several things you can take away from this, and it's not my storyline tonight, but I want you to know this, that, that good things or bad things do happen to good people, and everyone does have to die sometime. That's that's true. And uh, don't let any faith prosperity... T- teacher or preacher tell you that's not true, it is true that we all must um, die. That's true. I I do believe in healing. I believe in the power of God, and I'm going to go on to speak about that tonight. But I also want you to know that I do know that James was killed with the sword, and I'm sure there were people praying for him. And sometimes it takes more faith to be killed with the sword than it does to be rescued like Peter did, and I think that's probably true too. Let me just tell you this, death is not a bad thing, but to never live, that's what's so bad. And I didn't make that quote up, that was from a really famous book by Victor Hugo called Les Miserables. Uh, I can't quote it exactly, but at the end of his life, his adopted granddaughter was saying, Oh, Father, you can't die, you can't die, you can't die. And he said, Child, to die is not tragic, but to never live. And um, I'm going to tell you this, I'm 61 years old and I've... I've really lived. I mean, I, I've really lived. I've I've gotten to travel. I've gotten to see my grandchildren. I've I've got my children. I've I've um, you know, just by not owning a TV set, I've lived four hours a day more than the average person who just spends their time vegetating, watching other people live their lives. And so here we read in Acts chapter twelve, going on to verse four, he arrested Peter. He put him in prison. And he delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Now, this is where I want to get to, and this is going to be the gist of my, and this is where you're going to get the title insomnia from. In verse 5, 
Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And so we we see that Peter was in prison. He was going to be killed. But prayer, unceasing prayer, Sarah, that prayer that continued on was made to God for Peter. Now, I'm convinced in this type of prayer, in the power of this type of prayer, in this type of praying. I'm convinced of it. Uh, I don't think God works much in the lives of people that do not or will not pray consistently. Now, um, that I hope you didn't take that as some kind of a slam. I hope you took it as an encouragement. But consistent prayer works. And if there isn't consistent prayer in your life, you may never see the great victories that God wants you to have. James 5.16 says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There's several aspects to that. You've got to live right. Um, you've got to be passionate but effectual, you need to just keep praying. The prayer of faith is the prayer that keeps getting prayed, and I have come to believe this. You know, I'm 61 years old. I've lived for God for the last 41 years. I came to God when I was 20 years old from a drug addiction background, and I have been through some struggles. I don't try to talk about them. Some of them are very personal struggles, but I've been through some serious struggles in my life. I'm not saying that to make you feel sorry for me. This isn't a contest about who's had the worst struggles. But I have found, I have learned that consistent prayer, like these people were doing for Peter, works. And so we get to verse 6, and this gets to my, gets. this is getting good. Am I going to play my guitar tonight or what? Am I, I don't even know. It says in verse 6 of Acts chapter 12, when Herod would have brought him forth, The same night, Peter was so full of anxiety that he asked the guards to bring him a double dose of anti-anxiety medication. This is Acts chapter 12 and verse 6 in the non-inspired version. It does not say that, folks. It does not say that. Let me read it again. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleepless. He was so worried about how he was going to die and if they would torture him first. It doesn't say that. I'll I'll read to you what it really says in Acts chapter 12 and verse 6. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. Peter was sleeping the night he was going to be killed. This is the whole rest of this broadcast. Now let me just tell you something. Even before this corona flu problem pandemic broke out, about 60 million people in the United States suffered from insomnia. They couldn't sleep. Before this pandemic broke out, 60, they, they, you know, I'm, I'm getting these statistics, you know, from supposedly the true, you know, so if it's 61 million or 60 million and 20 people, I don't know. I'm not, no, I don't know exactly. But it says about 60 million people in the U.S. suffer from insomnia. And it can be caused by an overreactive thyroid gland. It can be caused by diabetes. It can be caused by violent muscle twitching. But experts estimate that in three-quarters of all cases, the cause is a psychological one. Insomnia, three-fourths of the time, is caused by a psychological problem. And I want you to notice that the night before Peter was to be executed, he was sleeping. This is... Amazing. Now, we are living in a world, just as I said, anxiety, depression, insomnia are epidemics in this land before this pandemic hit. Millions of Americans are on some some type of medication to help relieve the symptoms of these problems. And um, some people have said half of all Americans are being treated or have been treated with medications. And the fear of this flu virus has escalated this to a fervor 
pitch. For some reason, people out there think that if you get the flu virus, you're going to die. I mean, I don't know where they got that. This is a bad flu virus. I mean, it really is. It's nothing to laugh about or joke about, and I'm not. It's it's more deadly than influenza. I've tried to read all I can about it. But I will tell you the vast majority of the people that get this this flu virus will not only will not die, but they'll never even see a hospital. And maybe 50% of the people that get the flu virus may not even know they got it. But our world, that's all we needed. That's all people needed in this society because they're all, all worried anyway. They're not sleeping anyway. What was Peter's secret? How could he sleep? You know, that's, that's interesting to me. You know, what was his secret? I've got my phone's um, texting off the hook here tonight, and I'm not even going to look at it right now because I'm so excited I think I'm going to play a song. <coughs> Sing us a song, Pastor Bob. Well, I will. This is an old Dallas home song. I didn't write this one, but, but uh, I like it. The first verse talks about problems in this life. As I mentioned, they cut James's head off. Second verse talks about how Jesus went through problems. And sometimes life is just like walking against the wind. This is a song we sing up at the jail in our jail services. Problems on the rise. Troubles just increase. Responsibilities never cease. Fears and doubts assail. Worries from within. Sometimes life is just like walking against the wind. Against the wind. Against the wind. Sometimes life is just like walking against the wind. When the storms around me blow, Jesus, please don't let me go. Take my hand and lead me on against the wind. It's talking about Jesus now. Accusations met. Not a word you spoke. Love flowed from the heart that you broke. Innocent from birth. Pure without within. Yet you walked up Calvary's hill against the wind. Against the wind. Against the wind. Sometimes life is just like walking against the wind. On a dark and stormy day, you just gave your life away. You were lifted up before us against the wind. Against the wind, against the wind. Sometimes life is just like walking against the wind. When the storms around me blow, Jesus, please don't let me go. Take my hand and lead me on against the wind. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Glad to have you listening and glad to have all of you that um, are texting me tonight. And um, we... We also, our services were also streamed uh, today across an app called Mixler, I think. Is that right? Mixler? Anyway, um, so we had people listening online to our services today, and some of those people are listening tonight. So good. I'm glad that you're listening tonight. What was Peter's secret? What was Peter's secret? You know, how could he be, if you're just tuning in late, Peter is arrested, he's in prison, he's chained. And the next day, they're going to bring Peter out and probably cut his head off. Why is he sleeping? Does anybody see this as a supernatural power? I do. This is not normal. 
This is not normal human reaction to be sleeping the night before your execution. Now, Peter had a whole group of people praying for him around the clock. That's the way I read it. Of course, I don't know if he knew that, but they were praying for him. He probably assumed that. I think they were pretty tight back then, like most Pentecostal people are. (laughs) I think we can find the secret in Peter's supernatural power in a letter he wrote years later. 1 Peter chapter 5-7, Peter wrote these words years later after this had happened. He said, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Peter had somehow learned the secret that if you cast your worries upon him, He's going to take those worries. He cares for us. It's kind of like the psalmist said in Psalm 4 and 8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Isaiah 26, 3 said, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. This this concept that I'm talking about here today, how can you sleep? Now, some of you are struggling that are listening to me. Many of you are not struggling with the fear of catching this flu, but some of you are struggling with what this fear is doing to our society. There are people listening to me that have been laid off their jobs. Um, they can't go to work. It's um, it's even happened in our church. Um, there is a uh, if this continues on, there's going to be a slowdown in the economy. That's guaranteed. And some of you, rightfully so, are concerned. Some of you, maybe bread earners and people that are taking care of families, you're concerned. How am I going to do this? And those are certainly valid things. But I think we need to find tonight Peter's secret. I think we need to realize that God, like the songwriter said, is bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my fears. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than all my questions, bigger than anything. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. I think it's important. I really do. I think the uh, the uh, you know this this concept of of this fear, like you know, as I, I I built this program, I'm telling you, this fear was here before this virus ever hit. There are people that are living in anxiety, and three fourths of some of it's medical, like I mentioned, but three fourths of it is psychological because. We have failed to put our trust in God. You know, like you're driving down an icy road. You can barely see because of the snow. You have to get home. And the driver of the car is concerned. He's under stress. She's under stress. They're tense. But the little children in the car are sound asleep. In fact, some of my, my oldest son told me some of his best childhood memories, or one of his best childhood memories was he and I were in Bismarck in an old pickup I had that actually had holes in the floorboard, and he remembered how cozy it felt in there, and the snow was blowing up through the holes in the floorboard. He didn't have a care in the world, and that's the way God wants us to be. Let's let God worry about our troubles. Let's let God worry about our fears. That's what we should be doing. You know, this. Uh, somebody just texted me and said, I cut out. The radio program cut out. How convenient. Just getting to the good part. We cut out. Is there anybody else listening out there? Um, the. Uh, but anyway, hopefully it's still working. My thing tonight is that this virus 
that people are, you know, to be fearful that you might get sick is a paralyzing thing. What about if you don't get sick? What about if you are okay? What about if you do get sick, you'd be like the vast majority that will get over this just fine, and not only just fine, but you'll have a resistance to it. You see, what I'm speaking about here tonight is there's no reason for insomnia when you realize God is big enough to take our problems and fears. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, the, um, it says this, Don't worry about anything. This is the Living Bible. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank Him for His answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Jesus Christ. This peace, I guess the radio program is still working. I don't know what uh, what everybody said it's all working, so that's good. Must have had a power outage there in a, at a house or something. You know, I, I just want to, I just feel like, you know, I'm, I've got my guitar, I might do some singing. I'm getting a lot of people saying they're listening. Great. I don't, I'm not going to address all these questions that I'm getting tonight, but Psalm 56 3, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will, tr- I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. Will not fear, I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Psalm 37, 5, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, he shall bring it to pass. Psalm 27, 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, he shall strengthen thine heart, wait, I say, on the Lord. This, this fear that is facing our society, I'm going to say, is um, we need to put it in God's hands. In fact, let me just say this. There needs to be a whole lot more praying about this and worrying about it. Jesus said you can't change the, your stature by worrying. There's a lot of things that you can't do in life by worrying. You can't. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be smart. I've told the people in our church, you know, we're social distancing. We're not shaking hands. Um, you know, we're, we're staying away from each other. We're not coughing or sneezing on each other. That's just smart. I'm not against, if anybody thinks Pastor Bob's against being smart, you know, give me a little credit. I mean, just a little bit. You know, we told the older people in our church, the people that are compromised with health issues, you know, it'd be best if you don't come. The other people, we told them, don't come. If you're uncomfortable, don't come. We don't, you know, that's fine. In fact, you know, there's two side, There's two ways to look at this deal. And I'm, I'm going to honor both sides of it. But I will tell you, and, and here again, I'm not, uh, you know, the hardest thing I've been doing all the last few weeks is not shaking people's hands. You know, I, I have a job. I'm a construction worker. I own a home remodeling company. We can go out and work. You know, we're working. We're not touching anybody. But sometimes customers walk up to me and hold out their hand, and I look at them and say, you know what? I'm not going to shake your hand, and it's not because I'm afraid of getting this virus. But I'm not going to shake your hand just because I'm trying to be, you know, a person that is using his sense. Let's not pass this thing around. Okay, so I believe in that. And for any people listening that think I don't, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I really don't know what to say to you. But I will tell you this. I also believe in a God that we need to put our trust in. You know, God's not expecting us to be stupid. But he's also expecting us to trust him. The psalmist said in Psalm 27, 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came up to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell, though a host 
should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me in this, will I be confident? Psalm 56, 3 says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. You know, I'm going to get back to Acts chapter 12 here in just a little bit. I wished I had an hour tonight. I wished I had an hour to do this, or hour and a half. I only got an hour, and I've only got about 25 minutes left. This is a Bill Farron song called The Captain. I'm going to read my text tonight. Glad you're listening. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Threaten 
evangelist Bill Farron and his CD, The Captain, which has been out a while now, but I would recommend that you get that CD. Pastor Bob, the Tel-O-Lake, it is radio show. Good to have you listening tonight. Uh, did read through my texts. I cannot, there's so many, I can't mention everybody, but appreciate everybody that is texting me tonight. Um, the um, This is a text from somebody named Seth down in Bowman. He said, not a, only are people not sleeping because of anxiety, they are quarantined in their homes, const, constantly on Facebook and watching the news which is creating more fear and anxiety. The, uh, yeah, that's probably true. You know, uh, boy, a lot of people texting from all over the place. Uh, some I haven't heard from Brother Roland for a while. Good that good he's listening tonight. We've got, um, oh, about 20, 25 minutes left in the program. We're talking about how could Peter sleep in the middle of, of this uh, terrible drama going on. Now, what I'm, I'm I'm not trying to compare what Peter was going through to the coronavirus because Peter the next day was going to get his head chopped off. If you get the coronavirus, you can look this up on CNN Health or anywhere you want to. There's a very good chance you may not even know you have it. There's also a very good chance that you may get sick like you have the flu. There is a chance, a smaller chance, that you could be hospitalized. And, of course, there's a small chance that you could you could die from this. And those are, are there are people right now in North Dakota that um, have died and some in hospitals and so on. And, and here again, uh, we need to be praying for these people just like we do for all those that are going through these types of things. But Peter here was facing certain death. Like this wasn't the flu. This wasn't COVID-19. This was a reality. And and I'm sure the devil was whispering in his ear, you know, they killed James. You know, Herod killed James, Peter. He's certainly not going to help you. Well, Peter fell asleep. Interesting story, Acts chapter 12. Interesting story. The um, If we read on in verse 7 of Acts chapter 12, Peter sleeping. Behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. Now notice this, remember this, everybody's, a bunch of believers are in a house praying around the clock for Peter. So they're praying. And as I said, consistent prayer consistent. You've got a backslidden loved one, somebody that's not right with God. You pray for them every day, every single day. I've got a pastor friend that came down with the COVID-19 virus that lives in Sioux Falls. I told him on Saturday, I'll pray for you every day. You can count on it. And I will. He's doing just fine, but he's going crazy because he can't come out of his house. But they, people were praying for Peter. He was sleeping. And notice verse 7. Behold, the angel of the Lord, or Lord came upon him. And a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'd like to think he kicked Peter in the side. <laughs> it says he smote him. It didn't, he didn't tap him. You know, Peter was sound asleep. You know, the angel might have at first kind of nudged him with his foot. You can read this any way you want to, but the way I read it, he smote Peter on the side. And he raised him up. He grabbed him. Get get up. Wake up. Get up, Peter. And when he stood up, the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyselves. Gird thyself. Get your coat on. Get your shoes on. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. So Peter walked out of this prison, and it, it, he just walked out. Now, how he got out of there, it doesn't really say. But it says that the doors opened for them, him as he came to them. And these guards didn't see it happen. He was chained between guards. They had guards taking shifts so that nobody would fall asleep. 
And this was a miracle. I don't think it is any more of a miracle than Peter sleeping. That's my own opinion. I think that was a miracle. I don't know. Sometimes I, you know, I think that's pretty good. I mean, some of you preachers like Brother Jones and some of you guys could do a lot better with the sermon, but, but I think the miracle of Peter sleeping was just as much. I mean, I don't know. There's something supernatural about being able to sleep when you're going to get your head chopped off the next day. And so here Peter is being walked out of the prison. Doors are opening before him. And he thought he was in a vision. He thought he was dreaming. Like he, he kind of knew what was going on, but he just thought, I'm dreaming. I had a dream Saturday morning that I did more push-ups than a young guy that I know. And in my dream, he gave up at 75, and I kept going. Well, I knew that was a dream. But Peter thought he was dreaming. And in verse 11, the Bible said in verse 10, he, he was out on the street. And in verse 11, Peter came to himself, and he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. I love this story. And the Bible says, that Peter knocked at the door of the gate and a damsel named Rhoda answered the door. And she, when she knew it was Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness. She got giddy. She got happy. And she forgot got to open the door and she ran in and she told how Peter stood outside. He's outside the gate. And they said to her, you're mad. You're crazy. But she kept telling him over and over and over again, And then they said, well, it can't be him, it's his angel. But Peter kept on knocking. And finally, they opened the door and they saw him, and they were astonished. Now, I'm I'm not criticizing these people. They were praying consistently. But what I will tell you is if you pray consistently for things, if you pray consistently for things, God will surprise you with miracles. He will. God loves to surprise his people, especially the people that are praying. And if if you're getting a second takeaway from this radio show tonight, I'm telling you, it's time now to pray. It's not time to, to be on Facebook and the news all day long, but it's time for praying. You know, I, I'm praying for our governor. I'm praying against this virus. If I find out anybody's got it, I'm praying for them. And I told you at the very beginning, I understand we all have to die sometimes. I get that too. But I will tell you, I've come to be a believer in consistent prayer. There is a sense. I talked about it in my adult Bible class this morning at the church. At 10 o'clock, there's a basic Bible class I teach before our worship service at 11. And there is a sense that we have our five senses, you know, but there's another sense, and I call it the sixth sense, and it's faith. Faith. You You can experience God only through faith. Pastor Bob, you're gonna, gonna try it. Let's try a song here that um, kind of dangerous to sing songs you don't know very good. Well, I used to know this song, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> Taken right out of the book of Psalms. Where could I go? Where could I run? Even if I found the strength to fly. If I rose on the wings of the dawn, crashed through the corner of the sky, if I sailed past the edge of the sea, even if I made my bed in hell, still there you would find me. 
Cause nothing is beyond you You stand beyond the reach Of our vain imaginations Our misguided piety The heavens stretch to hold you And deep cries out to deep Saying nothing is beyond you Nothing is beyond you Time cannot contain you You fill eternity And sin can never stain you And death has lost its sting And I cannot explain the way You came to love me Except to say that Nothing is beyond you Nothing is beyond you Where could I go? Where could I run? Even if I found the strength to fly And if I rose on the wings of the dawn Crashed through the corner of the sky If I sailed past the edge of the sea Even if I made my bed in hell There still you would find me Cause nothing is beyond you You stand beyond the reach Of our vain imagination Our misguided piety The heavens stretch to hold you Deep cries out to deep Saying nothing is beyond you Nothing is beyond you Nothing is beyond you Nothing is beyond you And there isn't anything that our God can't do. He's still the God of miracles. He's still the God of that answers prayer. You know, I, I would love to believe that the whole city of Dickinson, North Dakota, is listening to me, to me tonight. I don't believe that, but I'd love to believe it. And I would love to tell you, this is the time to turn to God. This is the time to put God first in your life. This is the time to get out of the sin business and find out what God requires of you. If you're not walking with Jesus right now, it's very simple. It's not praying the sinner's prayer. That's not what it is. That could be a start. But the Bible, we have to believe God. Faith is the first step to God. Second step to God is repentance to confess our sins to God and ask Him for forgiveness. The third step to God is to be baptized, which the word itself means to be immersed in the name of Jesus Christ, tied with repentance and baptism working together. The Bible said it's for the remission, the forgiveness of our sins. And then Peter said we have this promise. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is this is the emphasis of this program. This is the way that you can have peace. This is the way that that you can get rid of your fears. God in my personal life has brought me through many many things. Like I say, many of the things that God has brought me through there are people that don't even that know me well <clears throat> that don't even know what they are <laughs> and i'm not just saying that because i want any self pity at all it's not that but when i look at what god has done for me already david in psalm excuse me in first samuel 30 and verse 6 the bible said david was greatly distressed david's whole family had been kidnapped and were gone. And he was distressed. And his men, his soldiers, their families had been kidnapped. And they were so upset they thought of killing David. 
They were so upset. Sometimes when people get upset, they'll take it out on the leader. That happens. That happens to pastors. I suppose it happens to governors. And here again, uh, pray for our governor especially. He's, he's in a tough spot. He's trying to balance people's personal freedom with health health issues and so on. And it's a very difficult spot. I'm sure that he is in a difficult spot. But David was in a difficult spot in 1 Samuel 30 and 6. But, 6, but the Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. And that's what I hope you're doing tonight. Faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. God brings problems into our life so that our faith can be increased. The door between you and God is a door that's marked doubt, unbelief, and it's also marked faith. You can stay on that side of unbelief if you want to. You can say, I don't believe in a God of miracles, if you want to. But the Bible said Jesus is standing on the other side of that door, and he's knocking. And he's saying, open the door. Come on in. This is the door of unbelief and faith. This faith that we have, through faith, we understand some things. Hebrews 11 and 3. Faith is truly the first step in salvation. Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are you saved through faith. Jesus said in Mark 16.16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Faith is the first step. And it's crazy for people to do this. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, we're on. We're on our last few minutes tonight. So glad for all the people, new people texting me. Uh, people from out of town, people from in town. People um, are asking me to, uh, you know, I'm going to just leave that alone. No, I'm not going to do that. Let's see. Just looking at some stuff here. A um, lot of good stuff. I, You know, I could just about do two more programs just on some of these texts. But... Um, the you know there is um there is uh, a lot of people out there that are walking with God and these are key people right now you know i'm calling on you to pray i'm calling on you to not give up not let your heart fail because of fear you know this um this coronavirus like i say not the virus part i'm worried about but uh, the uh, reaction to it has certainly um, caused me as a pastor to be kind of in the middle of something. But I just want you to know I'm not fighting with anybody. I'm not going to do it. There are people that are extremely health conscious, that are quarantined in their homes. God bless you. If you're quarantined in your home, use this time for prayer. Use this time for reaching out to God. I'm not criticizing you. Neither am I criticizing those that have to come out of their homes and work. And and some come to church and worship the Lord there. They feel that that's something they need to do. Nobody makes people come to church. But I'm telling you, as a community, this isn't time to fight with each other. This is the time to kind of pull together. And and that's my prayer for this community. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. Uh, our service in Beach has been canceled. The building we meet there has been closed, the Beach Community Center. They do have a Bible study, a smaller group that meets in a home there in Beach. We have a small group that meets in Bowman, North Dakota, Thursday nights at 7.30 right on Main Street. And um, that is on Thursday nights, 7.30. We're looking at trying to buy a building both in Beach and in Bowman at at this current time. In fact, our church board went out to look at a church in Beach on Tuesday, and we just have to um, pray for God's will and look for some direction there. We've got uh, 
Just a couple minutes left in the program. I wanted to play one more song, but I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm just not. So I'm probably uh, going to play a uh, Bill Farron song to end the uh, broadcast tonight. Thank you so much for all you are listening. A lot of you, um, somebody said, are you doing your show next week? Every week. You must be a new listener. Every single week. At the same time, 806 Mountain Time, we call it the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We're broadcasting live from a AM station called KDIX in Dickinson, North Dakota. And you're, and we are also being picked up on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 and KDIX.net. And so, um, so tonight, just before I pl- sign off with this last Bill Farron song, I'm going to pray one more time. Lord Jesus, tonight again, I pray. Lord, for those uh, that are worried, God, in an unhealthy way about a flu virus that they may or may not get, and I just pray that you would touch them and help them. I pray tonight for my friend, Pastor Olson from Sioux Falls, that has contracted this virus. We pray for a lady named Jeannie that has contracted this virus that's in very serious condition, Jeannie is. And I pray for your healing hand on her. God, I pray again for those in leadership in our state and in our nation that they would, that you would give them wisdom to balance out this health concern and our economy. God, I just pray for those that are battling depression and discouragement during this time, that you would touch them and help them use this thing, God, to for them to turn to you. God, I know that this is not a surprise to you, this virus. And I know that you do what you do too well. And I just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. Pastor Bob, tell it like it is radio show. And we will be back, Lord willing, next Sunday night, 806 Mountain God bless. Without you, we don't know just what we're
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.